Psalm 42, verses 7 and 8 says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Deep calls to deep. Whenever I've seen this value, deep roots make good fruit, I think about that imagery from Psalm 42 because I think that poetry is so very true. Deep calls to deep. Have you ever been in a group of people talking about something that was kind of surfacey when all of a sudden someone dares to go deep and talk about something that really matters, something that costs them something to share it? It changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. And that depth in them calls to the deep things in us too until what's being called out of all of us is something much more meaningful, much more real than it had been before. Deep calls to deep. But it always takes someone daring first to go deep, to draw out the deep of the rest of us. It takes courage to go past what's easy to get to what really matters. It takes more effort, more commitment, more risk, but it's worth it. Because what can grow out of that depth is much more sustaining. What can grow is a relationship of real connection, real understanding, real support. It's deep roots that make the best fruit. And the same is true in our relationship with our Lord. If we never go beyond the surface of our relationship with him, if we never dare to honestly engage our questions, our doubts, our fears with him in scripture and in prayer, when the trials and tribulations of life take us down below the surface, we won't know how to find the sustaining power that's there for us in Jesus Christ and his presence with us even there. I used this analogy last year, I'd like to bring it up again, that I found about some farmers in Honduras that found a certain tree to provide a windbreak for their crops. But these farmers found that if they planted that tree in the rainy season, it only developed shallow roots because there was so much rain and so much moisture, those roots didn't need to go deep to find moisture. It was everywhere in that season. But if the tree grew that shallow root system, the very first big wind would topple it over. But the tree planted in dry season, given only enough water to survive, would do the hard work of sending its roots down deep, digging laboriously through the hard clay and between the rocks to find that stream of water far underground. And once it had found that stream, it could last through the driest seasons because that unseen source never wavered. Those roots that worked so hard to go deep became the ballast that kept even the fiercest wind from taking it down. It's not the easy thing to develop deep roots. It takes intentionality, commitment, time, and sometimes even a little pain, but it's worth it because the nourishment these roots develop on, bring out on the surface a fruit that is all the more sweet and constant. Hebrews 12 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. 
Did you know in the days of the Old Testament, this was the most common arm posture for prayer? Open to God to give your prayers and to receive from him. And do you know the most common body posture for prayer? The submission of falling to one's knees. Hebrews wasn't talking about a workout regime for the body to strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. It was a call to prayer to strengthen your soul, to not grow weary in what connects you to what's eternal. Spiritual disciplines like prayer and scripture study and worship are those kind of tools. They take us deep. Richard Foster writes in his book, In Celebration of Discipline, the needed change within us is God's work, not ours. The demand is for an inside job, and only God can work from the inside. These disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that he can transform us. A farmer is helpless to grow grain. All he can do is provide the right conditions for the growing of grain. This is the way it is with spiritual disciplines. The disciplines are God's way of getting us into the ground. They put us where he can work within us and transform us. They put us where we can find the nutrients of his love that we need to grow strong. These disciplines are part of discipling. They lead us to a place where we can be discipled by Jesus. But why would we choose to practice these things if developing these habits isn't easy but costs us something? Well, if it's like what the Scripture says, that it's deep that calls to the deep in us, what draws us into those deep waters? It's knowing the one who first went there for us. Somebody has to go first to draw us into the deep. And it was Jesus who went there for us, who went into the deepest places of our need, of our sin, even into death, so that we could know that he can meet us with his love and redeem us wherever we are. His love is the deepest kind there is. Greater love has no one than this than to give his life for his friends. It's knowing who our master is and what he's done for us and the kind of love he has for us that draws us in deeper. On Sunday, Pastor Darren reminded us that the roots of a plant draws nutrients from the soil that surrounds it. And in our culture today, there are lots of people who are drawing things from their environment that are toxic to the soul, drawing in fear and anxiety and suspicion and outrage, which do not produce fruit that sustains or nourishes or, frankly, build anyone up. But the fact is, these are not the only things that are present in the soil that surround us. And as we practice the spiritual disciplines of prayer and study and meditation of Scripture, of worship, of spiritual friendships, we learn to draw nourishment instead from the love of God in Jesus Christ that is present in every circumstance of life. Jesus calls us deeper because he wants us to be rooted deeply in his love in a way that the storms of life won't be able to shake. And yet, all too often, it seems we settle for shallow substitutes. And that might seem like a modern problem, but it's really not. <laughs> As you saw from the gospel depiction on the screen, you can see that for all of human history, people have chosen to feed on different things than what nourishes them the most, which leads to different kinds of fruit showing up in their lives. 
And in each of these examples that Jesus points out in the book of Matthew, praying, fasting, giving, when those things are done in order to be admired by others or seen by others, if public affirmation of people is what you're looking for to feed your self-worth, Jesus says, you've already gotten what you were seeking to get. They've already filled up on fake nutrients, too much to actually receive what sustains. It kind of reminds me of a parent who says to the child, no, you can't have the candy, because they know that you need the protein and the vitamins of the real food to grow. Jesus is saying, don't fill up on the wrong thing. So to those people for whom praying or fasting or giving publicly becomes a temptation to fill up on the wrong things, Jesus says, for you, keep it quiet. Let it just be between you and your heavenly Father so both of you know that he is what matters to you. Let your roots go deeper. But then there are other places where Jesus says, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Telling us that if your temptation is not to show off in your faith, but to hide your faith, Maybe what you need to do is take it out of hiding and bring it to the light so that you daring to stand up as one who has put your trust in the Lord can encourage others to trust him too. What's the challenge that's going to send your roots deep? That's what practicing our faith is about. Practice is what a learner does, and a disciple is a learner. It takes practice to grow in anything. And growing deep, asking questions, wrestling with God, that's what helps you develop the muscles of your faith. And so we practice in prayer, developing our honesty with God, our relationship of dependence and authenticity, being holy ourselves with God. And we practice in reading Scripture out of a desire to know God and to know His heart to know what our Savior cares about as we seek to imitate him. We practice in worship, drawing our hearts to praise and proclaim him to be Lord because the practice of letting God be God allows us to be us. And we practice in community, letting the fruits of the Holy Spirit be developed in us and lived through us as Jesus' deep love for us calls to the deep in us. The Redeemer draws out in us the redeemed. The Master draws out in us the disciple. The Savior draws out in us the sinner saved by grace. And that shows up through the power of the Holy Spirit in us like the tools of a farmer in patience, faithfulness, and self-control as we seek to grow good fruit, not only for ourselves, but for the sake of the world around us, who our Savior loves. So how is Jesus calling you to go deep in this season? Well, in the next few moments, we're going to take some time to practice our faith and developing deep roots through these practices of scripture, prayer, worship, and community. And uh, our scripture is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, if you'll put that up on the screen. Uh, this is going to be the text for all of those movements today. We're going to start with just letting that scripture speak to us. 
Uh, just going to give you a, a couple of moments to ask the question, what does this reveal to me about you, Lord? What does this say about who I am? And then once we give you some time for that, then we'll move into a movement of prayer using that same scripture, uh, and then worship, and then ask a question of community. So first, um, as you study this scripture, as you let it go deep, ask, Lord, what does this reveal to me about you? What does it reveal to me about me?